The Middle East is rich in culture and history. Specifically, Lebanon is not only a beautiful country, but Jesus himself spent time there. Hi, I'm Joel Moutre, and you're listening to the Learn and Share podcast. Today, I talk with Dr. George Jackson, with two of his students from the Middle East University in Lebanon, who together share their experiences of not only living, studying, but also serving God in the Middle East. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're excited for uh, Dr. Jackson, Hanan, and Consuela. And uh, we have a special treat today because we're going to be talking about uh, the Middle East and reaching other people, helping the community. Um, but before we do that, we talk about details, the school and the mission work that you guys are doing over there. Um, Dr. Jackson, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and uh, some of the things you guys got going on over there in the Middle East. Right. Well, good to be here. Thanks. Uh, I'm actually the Dean of the Faculty of Arts and Sciences at Middle East University. I first went to Lebanon probably, oh, it must have been f over five years ago, where I went on a, with a trip with students uh, from California. And it was a very life change. And my life was, was, was different ever since. Working with refugees, uh, ministering to people, it was a very life-changing experience. I now, in subsequent years, I now live there. Uh, and we've started a pre-med program at the university uh, where students can come uh, in English, take a pre-med degree amongst other degrees that we offer they can also take uh, they can also get an andrews degree so they could go back and enroll in a medical school in the u.s so the the unique thing about our situation is that students don't have to give up a year to do ministry they could come continue their education uh, and get involved in in many different ministry uh activities very right outside our campus for instance hanan tell us a little bit where are you from and uh, what you're studying and what you're doing Okay, my name is Hanan Bushra. I'm from Egypt. I study at Middle East University. I'm doing education with teaching diploma. Uh, and also, I, re I really love to be at Middle East University. Before I come, I thought, like, no, it's, it's a university as any other. And I really want to finish my major and, like, you know, get to work. But then I discovered that there are many things good going on about our universities. Awesome. And Consuela? Um, there are many reasons why I love Middle East University. One of them is that our teachers treat us like their own kids. <laughs> Basically, anytime you want, you can call your teachers, tell them how much you really need help with anything. Um, also, I love Middle East University because it's very mission-minded. Uh, they give you a lot of opportunities to go um, to other countries and discover new things. So, yeah, these are the few things what I like about Middle East University. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, um, Dr. Jackson, why don't you tell me uh, real quick, um, there's a great need for helping other people, helping people get to know God. Is is God something that's you know spoken of a lot over there? Is it easy? Is it hard? And what are some of the things you guys are doing um, to to reach people? for God and for Jesus over there. Yeah, as we all know, the whole Middle East region is a very challenging part of the world. Uh, I really don't think there's many people who really understand who the true God is. So anything that we can do to let people see Jesus, let people know who the real God is, that he's a personal God that cares for them and that has a plan for their life, it's a wonderful opportunity 
especially people that are non-Christian, right? There's, we've got a whole many different ethnic and religious groups there. So we do a, anything we can to, to get to know people and to, to, to make friendship, uh, to minister to their needs. We, we've been involved in health expos. We even have groups that go to different places and they do wall painting where they can mix with the community to do murals on, on walls. Uh, and even basic needs, like with refugees. We have a refugee, Syrian refugee school, the Adventist Learning Center there in Beirut. Uh, we pass out, uh, we're involved in distribution of food and clothing in, for Iraqi refugees. And we've even visited poor Lebanese people in some of the crowded parts of the city and uh, working with the local church just to even take them groceries and let them know that there's people that just care about them. And it's very powerful. I think that's really nice that you are really doing true, true uh, witnessing and true sharing because you're doing it Christ method alone, which is to help people and to show and to care because it, it's challenging to do traditional uh, what people, you know, as a Christians, many times they think you have to preach, you have to do the traditional kind of helping other people. Uh, and you guys are able to, to do it more in the practical way. Well, yeah, that's right. We, the needs are very great, especially in the refugee population. I mean, they've lost everything. So when you can show someone a little love and that you care about them, it, it makes a huge impact on their life. And But not only just the refugees, there's people, there's a lot of, you even go to the grocery store and people just look tired. People are hardworking. Sometimes people are struggling and, and they have, and, and a lot of people have lost hope. So if you can let people know that there's, there is hope, there is a future, this next generation of students are going to really make a difference. Uh, it's, it's about letting, giving people hope and letting them see Jesus in, in a practical way. And that's, that's what work. Middle East is very community. So if you can become part of that community and show that you really care about them, it makes an impact on people and it changes your life as well. Now, I want to ask either uh, Hanan or Consuela, how do you see the, the things that are being done by Middle East University, the, the, the reaching out, the health clinics or the refugees? How does that help? Because you guys are locals. You're from Egypt and from, from uh, Lebanon. How, do, how is this helping your local people? Um, for example, uh, while canvassing, I've discovered that uh, many people are discovering Jesus just through the books or through us talking to them, uh, just letting them know that we care about them and we really want to share something very beneficial with them. Consuela, uh, you reach out to people. There are people that are receptive. There are people that are not. You said you'd also done some canvassing, where it's just selling books. What kind of books do you sell? And maybe what's an experience where you've seen people be blessed by reaching out that way? There are some religious books and some health books. And uh, I have one testimony that I can share. It's uh, very powerful to me. There was a day, I think it was a Friday, so we don't work much on Fridays maybe like two, three hours. And so it happened that all the gates of our buildings were open, which was different than any time. And uh, I know that my two of my friends were already canvassing in this building and it was time to go. So we just told our leader, okay, come on, let's go and just finish it with them. So, and while we were in the elevator, I said, okay, I'll choose five i'll choose the fifth floor to canvas in because i barely have one floor maybe to canvas in so i went to the fifth floor i knocked on the first door no one then i knocked on the second door 
uh, they took a long time to open the door. And then uh, when I was going up to the sixth floor, they opened the door and I started talking to her. Um, she was like, no, I don't want, thank you. Anyways, another guest from her house went out and she kept on staring at me. And then the owner of the house closed the door, although the guest is still outside. And so I was like looking at her. Okay, I'll just talk to her. And I talked to her and um, I showed her all the books. And then I came to the religious books I showed her. And she said, you know, I've been waiting for someone like you. This is, um, this is the second week that I was praying for a book. I really wanted a, a religious book like this. And so she was so excited to see me. And I was like... I was telling her that this is really a miracle because, first of all, the gate was open. Second of all, I just chose any uh, floor to go to. And third of all, if I didn't go to the fifth floor, my both of my friends would not have talked to her because she would have just went home. So I think it's it was a miracle. That's really, really powerful. I love hearing stories like that where God sets it up. Where God does that. Now, let me ask you, Hanan, you also do, in addition to canvassing and many other ways of reaching out, like Dr. Jackson said, um, you also do health work and, you know, health expos and, and clinics maybe. Uh, how has that benefited the community? Is there a great need for health work over there and people to come and help out? Yes, uh, sure. I just want to add to what Dr. Jackson just said, that uh, people are there in need even if you smile at them, it will really help and it will make a big difference. Uh, actually, it is even I, uh, I mean, I was participating. I, I still participate with House Expo and we do a lot of health ministries there in uh, there at, at our community community. But uh, what really what really matters if uh, is. When we really talk to people, when we smile, when we give them like you no know, hope that they can do well, it helps them that some of them don't have money to go to doc to see doctors. So by doing simple things to them, it really helps. And also through the health expos, we give them advice of how to have good life. And one of the um, our stations that we have it calls trust, where. We have our students sit there, listen to their uh, to their stories, um, hearing them saying what really affect how 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 hard life is for some of them. So it really helps how it helps our community to know more about us. And also, I heard that some of the communities that we had health expo with ask us to come again and do it even every every month. Which is like, no, I'm sure that it makes a big difference in their lives. Thank you very much. Dr. Jackson, um, maybe you can comment a little bit on that. But also, I want to now start talking about Middle East University and the impact that the school is is really meeting. And uh, maybe just maybe even share some stories or testimonies about students or just the influence in general that the school is having. Maybe some divine appointments you've had working with the local community, et cetera, and how you're making an impact. Yeah. Okay. As Hanan was saying, you know, the health problems, there's obesity and diabetes and smoking, huge levels of smoking in the Middle East. Uh, lots of people smoke, not just cigarettes, but shisha, the water pipes and so forth. 
Uh, and there's a, and people need to understand there's an ignorance on, on, on basic healthful things for many people. You know, one of the things we did was uh, we have a what's called a human health clinical class where within our pre-med, we have a practical class where students are doing practical community things like health expos. One of the things we did, and I know... Um, Consuela was involved with that, we've done several of them, is a Breathe Free 2, the Stop Smoking program. So we went into Bor Shamud, uh, uh, again, a poor part of Beirut, and ran with MENA, with the union, a, a Stop Smoking program. So all our pre-med students were involved with that, going there multiple times. Uh, the wonderful thing is that, of course, they speak Arabic, so they can share stories and, and speak in Arabic to the local people, which I can't do yet. Uh, and so that's a huge blessing. And we've got to know the people. Uh, we've got to support them and just help them in their day-to-day -day struggles. That was a very powerful program that we ran, uh, the Breathe Free, uh, and to help people get rid of that habit. And then the health expo. You know, I can remember another story uh, with Rami, one of our students. We're at the nutrition booth, and I'm talking about, you know, hummus and lentils and whole grains and and these are the things that you know are really healthy to eat and Rami turned to me and said well actually that's what they eat they're they're poor people that's all they can afford so that was kind of a blessing in disguise uh, the people were so poor all they could buy were lentils and garbanzo beans and eat the simple foods but by and large there's many people that are struggling with diabetes just all the western things diabetes uh, heart disease obesity and uh, you know, vegetarian cooking, we've even started doing some of that. And the, what surprises me is when we run these meetings, people sit there and they really listen. It's not they really pay attention. They're really focused. And I think it's very powerful to someone come comes to help with some education, to help in a practical way. I see the people really connecting with our students or whoever is speaking. You can just see that you're connecting with the people. That's awesome. Uh, I know my brother's over there and he sent me pictures and, and it just seems like a very warm, uh, welcoming culture. And uh, like you said, if you can connect with them, if you can show, show them love and care and let them know that there's hope, not only for their physical lives, but also their, their spiritual lives, um, they're receptive. And that's always encouraging to hear. Tell me a little bit about Middle East University. I know you're the dean of the arts and sciences. Uh, so in, in, in my faculty, we have uh, the pre-med biology and we have computer science and graphic design. But we also teach, uh, there's a business, a faculty of business and education and theology. And it's the one place where people can do a master's in Islamic studies. So people that want to understand in terms of ministering to the Islamic world, we have a master's in that area. The, um, the biology program is new. Well, I think some 30 years ago they had biology. So it's, it's really, things are really growing. And, and the fact that we're, the students can get an, an Andrews degree, which means they can go to the U.S. And, and attend a medical school, is opening up doors for us. But what we're really wanting to do is it's not just about education. It's about taking this generation of young people and training them to go out and change the world. And there, well, there's two of them right here with me that are doing that. You know, the, the older generation, particularly in the country we're in, in Lebanon, there's a lot of people that lived through the war. There's a lot of post-traumatic stress, and, and they struggle with a lot of the difficulty they've been through and the, the racism and all of that that goes along with it and the hard feelings and the baggage. 
But the young generation that's coming up now are the ones that I can see that can really make a difference, that will really take things forward where the older generation hasn't been able to do that. So I've got a lot of hope for um, mentoring and training these young people. As Consuela said, we're like a family. It's a small university. We have a lot of... uh, It's very international. We probably have 40 countries represented in church on Sabbath. So we have a lot of like students from GYC, uh, those sort of mission-minded young people that are coming over from many different parts of the world that are studying. So we have a, a mix of, of, plus we have local non-Adventist students coming. So our very campus is a center of influence for light, for, for reaching the local population, as well as our Adventist students that come from overseas and locally. Can you think of any examples, uh, obviously Hanan and Consuela are here, but of students who have been impacted by coming to an Adventist university? Oh, it, it's a life-changing place. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, Beirut is just a busy, noisy, polluted city. It's really, but our campus is up on a hill in kind of a forested part of the hill, and it's just such a wonderful oasis. And the students come there, and I think, and maybe Consuela could talk more about this, I, I'm not sure that adults connect with young people so much in the Middle East. You know, I'm there hanging out with the kids, and they're part of my family, and, and sometimes they just need somebody to listen to them or pray with them. And I've had many instances, a lot of students come from very difficult families, very dysfunctional families, or families where there's a lot of hurt, where family members have died, and they're just really difficult. And so many, many times we're acting like the parent. So they'll be there, and they're crying about something, and so we can pray together. And it's just so much more than academics. It's really, I'm just there to try to make a difference. We, we give them the academic training that they need, but it's... It's changing their lives, and it impacts me at the same time. It's, it's really hard. You have to experience it to really, to really see the power of that. I think that's beautiful because that's what Jesus did. He, as a mentor and a teacher, he didn't just teach his students, the disciples, once a week or a couple times a week. He actually ate, slept, walked, talked with his disciples, and that's what's beautiful about what you're doing with the students at Middle East University. Let's talk a little bit about the influence that Middle East University is having with the local community, maybe the city, uh, and, and just how you're able to help the community at large there. Well, you know, the statistics are just overwhelming. So we live in MENA, which is about 550 million people. We have one university, and there's about 3,500 Adventists and maybe 1,000 local people that are Adventists. Out of 550 million people, 20 countries. So Middle East University is a training school for our church workers, as well as I mentioned, we have village students that come and uh, that are non-Adventist. And uh, so on that, it, it's a light on a hill that shines over the city of Beirut, but then those beams of light shine to many other countries from different parts of MENA, you know, we've trained the first of the pastors at different countries that have gone back now, and now they're pastoring in different countries. So it's a very important training school. It's very hard because we have so full, so few Adventists, we don't have a, a supportive base. So we get a lot of help from the GC and donors and so forth that help with our programs. The biology program, for instance, was greatly helped by Lebanese donors in the U.S. to get this up and rolling, both for salaries and for the building and so forth. So, you know, God is blessing, and uh, as our students go down the hill and work in the local community, it's making a difference in people's lives. You don't have to go very far through the gate <laughs> to find a need uh, there in Lebanon, uh, but even further afield in these other countries of MENA. 
we need to train more people. And if somebody wants to, to work in MENA, uh, because the church is so small, there's not lots of positions. But a great way to do that is come as a student, take your course, get to live in the area, people get to know who you are, and then maybe you can get involved as the work continues to open up. So really, students who are, wor- who are, are learning and at the same time actively involved in ministry can then move on and, and then transition to somewhere else in MENA. So you think that somebody from the United States would be a great idea to come? Absolutely. They could actually come and study and get actively involved in ministry right outside the gates of our university. Okay. Um, I know some people here, it's, uh, it's hard. I mean, it's not safe to be in the Middle East. But let me tell you, it's, it's not safe. It's really good to be there. People are welcoming and kind receiving you with a smile and welcoming you. So it's not as you hear in the news that, like, you know, bomb or, like, you know, no, it's safe, come. Because, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, talking to people that are over there, you think that there's bombs going off and there's people shooting and shouting, I hate Americans all the time. But that's not necessarily true. Uh, and it's really awesome. And I, I like what you said, doctor, is that as a student, you can, you think of like, oh, I need to give my uh, a year of my life to go be a missionary, but you could be a missionary and get an education at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and there is the place for students to go for a year and do something. And, and God has many ways, but um, we offer a unique combination of education and mission field right at our doorstep. And just what I'd like to add what Hanan was saying, you know, there is this uh, mindset about the danger of the Middle East. It's Actually, Lebanon is a very safe place. The crime rate in Lebanon is less than many of our major cities, probably. Uh, and people have this mindset, and you, you will find the most gracious people, wonderful families, wonderful people that are friendly, and it really, the, the, the world has a misunderstanding about the safety in the Middle East. I can speak for living in Lebanon now for a number of years, uh, it's a wonderful, I feel very safe there. Uh, I f- honestly, uh, a lot safer walking the streets of Lebanon than Houston here, for instance. It really is, it, it really is a very safe place. And that, I know that sounds unusual to people who have this mindset about the Middle East, but when you're there and you're working with the people and you're living in the environment, you realize, wow, this is kind of a, this is a nice place. There's wonderful people here. One thing I would also like to mention that has just been quite amazing for me is that even in Lebanon, where our university is located, there's there's like wonderful historical sites that people can go to, students can go to. So we have Biblos, which is like the oldest inhabited city in the world. Just to the south is Tyre and Sidon and Sarapta which is the ancient city of Zarephath, where Elijah went. So there's amazing places you can go. Jesus came to Lebanon, and uh, it was a Lebanese woman that uh, he ministered to. So we actually have this awesome history that reaches right back to Bible times. Uh, Students can go around and see some of these uh, biblically significant places, and it brings the ancient world to life. it's, it's, uh, we have wonderful mountains in Lebanon. I actually go snowboarding, so we'll take the students up. And people say, it snows in the Middle East? Yeah, we have mountains with snow. So there, people probably really don't understand the beautiful, awesome place this is with the snow-capped mountains, the cedar trees in the mountains, and uh, all these little villages that you can find in the mountains of Lebanon with the gracious, 
hospitable people. It really is a unique place that people probably really misunderstand. Consuela, tell us a little bit about some of the other things that uh, the school has been doing to reach out, not only to Lebanon and the surrounding area, but even much farther. I'm so grateful that uh, throughout these two years, we've been having some uh, mission trips. And uh, our first one was to Nigeria. It's my favorite so far. We had health expos. So there were doctors from America, um, surgeons and eye doctors and dentists and all of that. And... um, One day, one of the directors asked if anyone is interested in going to uh, the surgery department. So, of course, I was very happy to say yes. I went there thinking that I will not be able to do anything because uh, at that point, I wasn't even studying pre-med yet. I was still in my freshman year. So I went inside, I I saw many nurses and all these students who are already in the field and they were all assisting and helping. And uh, the nurses there told me, okay, we'll teach you how to clean some tools. And so, okay, I went to help and see. And while I was going, there was a doctor in one of the rooms who told me, so who are you and um, what are you doing? Are you free now? I said, yeah, I'm free. He said, okay, Yala, come assist me. I need uh, someone to help me right now. I said, are you sure? I, <laughs> I, don't, do, I don't know anything. Um, he says, okay, it's okay. I'll teach you during the surgery. Okay. So I went there and um, I was very nervous. And yeah, he started teaching me. And then after maybe a day after that, he left. And I was worried that I won't be able to help again because he's not there. So, but actually, I uh, the other surgeons also asked for me to help, and so that was a very great opportunity for me, and for uh, even my friends in the end joined and saw how surgery happens and everything, <laughs> all that. So that was very exciting for me. What is a what is a lesson you learn from being able to help out? Because many people listening might be thinking. Uh, you know, like you said, I'm not in pre-med or I, you know, going on mission trips, even even short-term trips. You guys probably more than welcome people coming over to help even short-term, uh, even if they can't stay for school. What's a lesson you learned uh, from that experience of helping out, even though you didn't know everything? Mm-hmm. So many times we feel like we're not qualified enough to go to mission trips or to help, but... I'm so sure, and through my experience, I believe that anyone, literally anyone can go and help. Also, um, mission trips really change your life in a perspective. You just see another point of view of life, another way of thinking, and you see how people are different. And um, it's just amazing how you can interact with anyone through mission. I was uh, thinking that we always think of mission trips as us going to help others, but I really think that mission trips are actually helping ourselves. And uh, we really need to learn how to change our character. And maybe one of the ways is through mission trips. Thank you very much. Hanan, maybe you have a story about how you were used to help somebody uh, on a trip or, or, or a uh, expo or something. 
Okay, let me just start with the, um, before I go to Middle East University, uh, the reason I went because it was the nearest place for my country, which is Egypt. So I said, okay, I will go there, finish my major, and then come back to Egypt work, and that's it. But um, I have one year to finish, and I don't want to finish it. <laughs> I have, I want to stay at Middle East because many things I I believe I will miss if I go back to Egypt and not do it. And one of that, uh, one of them is the mission trips. I went only to Jordan. And I participate with the health expos in Lebanon. But uh, when my, I mean in Jordan, I learned and I discovered that um, I wake up every day not for myself. I wake up every day to go and meet people, students, um, heavy-hearted, heavy-hearted people who really want to talk, to see you, and... Um, while we were there, I mean, we we did house expo for in one of the schools, and the director of the education came to us, saying like, you know, I never see it in my life that people go spend their holidays and instead of resting and having fun, go to another place just to serve, to spend all the free days they have between studies to come and just spend time helping people. His words really. I mean, made a very change in my life. Since I have to, like, I had to think about it more and more. Like, you know, I did it without noticing. Like, you know, I did it without really, like, you know, thinking that I wake up just to help people. And while I'm there in Jordan, I was doing the health expo. My station was Sunshine, where I was giving people the... The, the time where they can go outside and spend the, I mean, enjoy the sun and get the vitamin they need. And one of the people came saying, like, you know, you know what? I work from uh, 10 to 5, which is like, you know, a dangerous time to be under the sun uh, just to get, to get money for my family. He have, I have any, I mean, he said that he doesn't have any other work to do i mean what he was saying that he's been i mean he do, he does not take care of his house because of his children because of the family so i had also to think about it like you know how people are facing hard time and while i was listening to him i see that he was happy to to know somebody who like you not know, to see somebody who's just listening so do like you know the mission trip i really love it and uh I believe mission trips are it changed my life, and I don't want to finish school, so I don't. I want to spend more time and going to mission trips. That's awesome, uh, Consuela. You're studying pre-med, correct? Give us a brief summary of why you feel called by God to 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 do medicine, so that you can help other people. So one reason I believe uh, I realized that I want to be a doctor is because. Um, I remember my mom being very sick at home and uh, she didn't know what to do and I really wanted to help. I didn't know how to help. And um, so I see a lot of people in need and wanting help. So I really feel called in this area to work in this area. Also, another reason is that I don't know if it's just in Lebanon, but people 
don't visit uh, doctors because they say that um, doctors just care about money and they're trying to rob them and it's very expensive so I want to try to change this and um, maybe not maybe trying not to make it this expensive and trying to show them that uh, we care about them we really care about their health and another dream that I have is to build a hospital in Middle East University maybe one day <laughs> so we can work there and uh, people will know more about MU and then we can lead them to Christ there Hanan, why is it that you have decided to give your life to God and get an education so that you can help other people? I discovered the value of helping others. I discovered how Jesus came to earth to serve others, not for himself. So it's a way to, to test or to see what Jesus has done. So... Serving others, you see the value in, or even if you don't get, I mean, if even if people did not appreciate you, did not see the value you did in their lives, but still inside you, you feel like, no, I done something good to them. And even if you did not receive it here on earth, I'm sure that God is seeing whatever there is opportunity in everywhere, not only in Middle East. Yes, and we talk about Middle East because I'm from there. But to everybody who listens, there is always opportunity. Don't ever think that you have nothing to do or like, you know, many people are taking care of it. You have no, I mean, you have no, there is no need for you, but actually there is. So helping others is a way to live as Jesus did. Dr. Jackson, a young person who is listening to this episode, they're, they're hearing the stories, et cetera, and they want to they live for other people. They want to help others. They want to be a missionary. Um, why should they consider the Middle East? Why should they consider the 1040 window? You know, it. unless you've experienced it, it's really hard to explain, but it's such a life-changing place to work in a place where it's so overwhelming and you're such a minority, and yet the work needs to get done. And we know it's humanly impossible. So to go to the place, and and I firmly believe that you experience, it's almost like the power of God is more powerful in such a place because the need is so great and he doesn't have the workers. So you go there and God uses you basically against all odds to build up his kingdom is such a life-changing, it's a life-changing experience. Now you're doing amazing things to help people, maybe even with just their very basic needs, as Jesus did, healing them, um, feeding them, clothing them. And when you do that, it changes your life forever. It changed my life. When I first went to Lebanon all those years ago, I've never been the same. And, and all I would appeal for someone, I know, and when, when I talk to young people, I realize the Holy Spirit is impressing you to do something. And that's not going to go away. It's only going to get stronger. And, and people come and say, look, I, I want to go to the Middle East. I want, And I say, well, you should really do that. Because God needs committed people. He doesn't necessarily need big numbers of people. He needs people that are 100% committed. And Jesus never said it was going to be easy. And a lot of people worry about the danger. Well, he never said it wasn't going to be dangerous. You just need to go if you're called. So I would appeal to young people that it will change your life for eternity to go to a place like the Middle East and work. Maybe you go for a year. Or maybe you go and you study. Uh, 
and whatever you can do to reach out where the need is so great, where people don't know who the real God is, and you can somehow demonstrate the love of Jesus with your hands or with your smile or with just helping people with their basic needs, it's powerful. It's really, really powerful. And uh, I can't really think of anything more important to do. One thing I do wonder is like, how are we going to finish the work when I live in a place where the work is enormous and yet we want Jesus to come back. There's a work to do. So he needs willing workers to go into his army, go to these difficult places and make a difference and change the world. And they can young people today can make a difference in the world. They can bring hope, they can change the world and they can finish the work. I'm getting older. We need, you've had two of our students here that are going to go out and continue to make a difference to change the world. This is the generation that will make a difference. And if we can get some of these kids to get that inspiration to come and help us, we can all do it together. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share this episode with your friends. To learn more, check us out at learnandsharepodcast.com.